So that's what I'm saying. The text is like an object. It's gonna change perspective based on where you're standing. I don't know. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I missed you, baby sweet. It was a day. Hmm? It was a day. Please tell me you're seeing this too. From Seattle, we are drinking the movies. I'm Taylor Baker. And I'm Michael Clausen. All right, Michael. We're back to uh, drink some beer and talk about some movies for the first time in a while. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Seen some movies, some good ones, some not so good ones. Definitely agree with that statement. Um, but not really any of the bad ones are we talking about today. Maybe one not so good one that's still a valiant effort. I agree. Nothing, uh, nothing on here that I hate. That's for sure. So before we get to the titles we're going to review, we're going to do some first impressions. As always. First, let's do a first impression of the Pilsner. One more cheers and a sip. Cheers. How is it, Jen? Tell us. It's beautiful. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. What kind of beer? Well, that's nice. It is nice. That's real nice. This is the Northwest mm. Pilsner from Hellbent. It is, I think, the only flavor they had today that we haven't yet had. We're still going. No repeats. And it's, it's nice right? and delicious well we did and we will again today because we're recording well, two at uh, once that's right but well. if we go off of day then you're correct we've never drank the same beer in one day then that's how we're going that's that's the new bar <laughs> good pick it's tasty so we're gonna watch two different trailers one for a series coming to hbo in early 2019 and one for a foreign film that could potentially be nominated for an oscar uh, shoplifters and then the HBO series True Detective which trailer do you want to watch first let's do shoplifters shoplifters it is cheers kazakuに成り済ましていた人たちが一体何を目的にこの家に集まっていたのかは未だ謎に包まれたままの状況です子供に満引きさせるの all right, we just watched the trailer for Shoplifters. Taylor, what'd you think? My first thoughts are, as the uh, editor of the show, how the hell am I going to cut audio for a foreign trailer that yeah, isn't we, uh, Cold War with all the beautiful music when the oi oi That's exactly right. I don't think we've done any foreign first impressions yet, huh? Other than Cold War. Yeah. We did do Cold War. Yeah. But that has that music and the oyoyoyes, and, you know, you get a palpable mm. sense of what it's like. And unfortunately, these uh, modern guitar riffs feel mm. like they were plastered in mm. for marketing in Japan, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they are going to be part of the film. Right. I think you might need to carve out a little extra time for the editing just to see what you can do. Yeah, I don't know if I can do much with this <laughs> one. I might just be a little snippet and then a, a back to uh, what they're hearing right now. Might be even more important for people to just watch the trailer themselves. Yeah. Get the visual, get the subtitles. Listen to Michael. He's Why got not? a great, great suggestion here. Mm. Um, but it looks good. I think I'm going to like it more than I liked Burning, but it does look mm. like the craft isn't up to the par that Burning has. Um, I just think about these films intertwined because coming out of Cannes, so many people were talking about mm. them. Yeah. Um, it, you, you know, comparing to each other. It's kind of, uh, you know, 
what would it be? I, I don't even know of, of the right comparison. Maybe Mad Max to Blade Runner was mm. a lot of conversations that were happening, even though they were released separately. There's still a lot of consideration between talking about those together, or maybe her and Ex Machina often are combined in a conversation. This is yeah. kind of the the two that are intertwined of the year. Yeah. And I really like the family dynamic that it has and about yeah. um, how stealing, it might not be the worst thing in certain mm. lives for certain people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would agree about the craft. Um, you know, we don't see any masterful shots that really uh, blow you away, but it does look like a solidly sweet family drama. Mm-hmm. Um, not overly cute, though. I think very, very earnest. Um, you know, just the the images of the family just sitting together eating food. You know, you don't get that kind of simplicity, I think, in a lot of American family dramas. Um, to me, I don't know. It's It's always just an interesting thing when you see actors, characters eating real food, cooking real food um, in a family setting. Um, I've only seen one other movie by this director, um, After the Storm, which came out last year or maybe two years ago. I'm familiar Um, with it as a title. I'm not familiar with any of this director's work. Yeah, it was solid. Um, I liked it. I think I gave it like a three and a half, probably with a heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And similarly, family-centric. So it just looks nice. Yeah. Just very nice. Very, um... I, I mean, it, it, while it looks nice in those settings, it also yeah. looks like it's going to have a very melancholic uh, sure. twist, which yeah. leaves me wondering how it is going to end, yeah. which is a great way to go from yeah. a trailer to a film. I do wonder how it's yeah. going to end because I am on the side of the little girl who might find her family with these shoplifters rather than yeah. with her family. Yeah, um, yeah, could be bittersweet. Yeah. For I sure. do like some of those angled shots we were seeing, though. Mm. I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. if you noticed that, but like on the beach, they zoomed in yeah. on the grandma, and, and it's just kind of this angular shot, which it, you don't really see it that often, and it's just appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to, to suggest that it looks like boring or no. anything like that with its look, um, but it's not the kind of you know cinematography that draws a lot of attention to yeah, itself, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's pretty, not going to be um, talked about for its cinematography. Yeah, the way it looks burning more is. more functional, I think. Yeah. Um, probably for the sake of letting the the characters do the work yeah which is nice um i'm optimistic i am too i am too i think i'll like this a little bit more than burning you haven't seen burning yet that's right yeah i'm gonna make a projection and say you give it half a star lower rating than you give burning got it interesting okay that's my projection i like it uh what'd you give burning three three okay yeah you got room to go yeah okay it's right in that 64 range that we'll get back to Mm. next episode with widows right Um, noted to true detective let's do it Mm-mm. Walks like you haven't slept in a couple days. I never stop coming up with theories about that case. My job. There's no certainty. What well, you don't remember, you don't know, you don't remember. What? Well, you don't remember. Oh, sweetheart. Did you think you could just go on and never once have to look back? All right, Michael. We just watched True Detective Season 3's extended two-minute trailer. Not the teaser. The two-minute trailer. Full deal. What do you think? I'm very intrigued. Um, as I think I've already mentioned to you, I didn't see season one or season two. Oh, yes, um, you did. I forgot about that. But my understanding is that, that they are completely distinct narratives. 
correct? Yes. Um, there is, is a there... repeating pattern from one to three that I, mm. I think is very interesting. Got it. Some just sort of like just narratively similar? Yes. Got that, it. Specifically the time jump. Got it. Okay. Um, completely new cast, right? Yes. Um, it's all uh, just consistently detective stories, mysteries. Yes. Procedurals, that kind of thing. Yeah. Procedural uh, in as much as, you know, it's not going David Lynch, Twin Peaks crazy. Mm. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, but it is, you know, on that bend of taking a procedural as far into the cerebral mm. and psychological yeah. as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely seems like it, um, you know, is prioritizing atmosphere as much as the plot itself. Um, I think the mood is is thick. Um, Herschela Ali looks great, right? Mm-hmm. He Even when he's not doing much, he just kind of looks intense. He's yes. just an intense presence. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I think that other actor is Stephen Dorff. Is that right? His partner here? You might be right that that was Stephen Dorff. Yeah. He, he had a, kind of a new do. I couldn't really tell what the hair he had going on, Maybe but I like him. Maybe some fake hair on? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they're partners. That's what I was That's gathering, right? Because like, yeah. these are usually partners, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. Um, who were the partners in season two? Season two was three partners. I, mm. It was a tailor... And I don't think it was Lautner, but it could have been Lautner. Uh, okay. And then it was Colin Farrell and uh, Rachel McAdams. That's right. Okay, I knew there was a, a big actress. I couldn't remember who it was. Um, Rachel was really good in the show. Nice. Yeah, so you have seen seasons one and two. Yes. How do you think it uh, looks in comparison to those? I think it looks better than season two. Um, I, I don't know that it's fair to compare anything to season one of True Detective. That's kind mm-hmm. of... To me, that's one of the top five seasons of television that exists. You know, it's that sets it's, the bar. it's up there with season one of Lost, mm. or it's it's above season one of Lost is how I should put it. It's it's that unique thing where you can just you could show it to anyone that's over sixteen and just feel confident that they'll be blown away by the experience, which yeah. is just one of those really rare things. Yeah, I, I think in in this yeah. modern day and age where it's just matter yeah. who you are you're going to watch this show you're going to be blown away by the performances of mcconaughey of harrelson and yeah. you're not going to know what's happening or what the hell the yellow king is until the very very end yeah. and even then you're going to have a lot of questions i like it um are these usually in seasons one and two don't tell me too much in case i work backwards but are they usually um pretty wrapped up by the end of the season Sounds like you said you still have questions, but they there's a they clear... definitely leave you with less questions than say mosaic. Gotcha. Okay. But they do leave some questions in the air, like I'd say that mm-hmm. we felt after sharp objects. Gotcha. Where yeah, although yeah. we had some things wrapped up and we understood some of the truths that we had about questions in episode one, there's a lot of questions by episode ten or eight. Mm. I don't remember how many episodes it had. Yeah. That are now just because you gave me an answer to episode one's question doesn't mean that I feel like I comprehend the answers, you know? Right. I want to know what Christmasine is doing now. Right. You, you know, yeah. you, you want to know how she reacted to her sister doing these things. And, and, right. Um, so that's that's how I would best put it. Just yeah. because you get an answer doesn't mean that you feel like you got the answers. Right, yeah. Which I mean, is exactly how it probably feels to be a true detective. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are some procedurals that, uh, you know, 
prolong the mystery only to then kind of say, okay, here's what happened. Yes. Uh, it doesn't sound like Luther. it's quite that tidy, even though that can be, you know, just as satisfying yes. in a different way. This is not what it, we're getting it, I'd say it's here. more of a realism. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that made me just light up immediately is the sight of Scoot Scoot, Mr. Scoot McNary, as the Scoot father McNary. of the two children who go missing. I know that name, but I can't put his. Uh, he was name in a the face. Uh, television series on AMC. Uh, I think it did four seasons total, even though season four was like six episodes uh, of Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, and then he yeah, was yeah, in um, Godless as yeah. a main character last year on Netflix. Um, and then he was in Fargo season three uh, as a limited character in the first couple episodes. Um, he's been in a lot of other movies as a supporting character. I think he was in a Brad Pitt feature mm. where he was a gangster a okay. couple of years back. I, I think you saw it and didn't respond to it too well. Um, Brad Pitt gangster movie? I can't think yeah, of Yeah, he one. had like a shotgun. He was like a hitman just going around. I feel like I remember that cover in now. Chicago. Yeah. Kill them softly. Kill yeah, them yeah, softly. Yeah. I actually never saw that one, but I, th- I know what you're okay. talking about. I, th- yeah. I think he was in that one. I Maybe I'm just projecting. I don't think you'd respond to it well. <laughs> Got it. I didn't respond to it I that well, <laughs> and I don't think that you would. <laughs> Got it. Um, I think he was in that one. He He's this great um, actor who's, I think, out of Texas. I think Austin, uh, Texas. And he's just, he brings that realism to all of his mm. characters. And I'm very yeah. excited by him being in this. Do you have any idea yeah. of what might be happening? No, I really don't. Um, I wasn't going to jump into plot because um, I really was not quite picking up the details do you have ideas i i have one idea because i listened i used to listen to quite a few true crime podcasts and Ah. i don't remember exactly what the details are but there was a story about government officials that had things for children Mm. and the people working for them kidnapping children in the middle Mm. of broad daylight from small towns and then using them as sex slaves and good. it kind of feels like that could be That's what's going on here um, because of the way that, that he's being interviewed at the end when he's older mm. and how there's all these questions about what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely, I'll just throw throw a dart at the board and say, it, I think it could be this. I, I hope to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I also hope to be right. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that the time jump uh, is something that is similar from, uh, or similar to the other seasons? You uh, mean like I don't think that there was a time jump in season two. I okay. might be wrong, but in season one there is a time jump where he's being interviewed about this case. Got um, it. Okay. And and then you're seeing Woody and, and Matthew very old, and then Got you get it. a flashback to them actually working the case, and so it works. Got it. Non-linearly. Oh, okay, I thought maybe um, you meant like one season was in the sixties, the next one's in the seventies, or something. It like definitely. That. The, yeah, one's modern, one's too. not modern. Got it. But okay. like in True Detective season one, I think they're being interviewed in current day, and then we do a flashback to then, where Got I it. think okay. all of True Detective season two was current day. Gotcha. And then this one is, I think, working the beat in the seventies, maybe. Gotcha. Yeah. And then yeah. being interviewed now. Um, Got but it. it did look like he had three different hairdos, so I think mm-hmm. that unlike season one, this might have three different timelines. Even more fragmented. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Um, I want to say her name is Sarah Gaddon, is the oh, interviewer really? in one of the, um, in the, kind of the final scene there. Yeah, Sarah Gaddon. yeah. Um, you know I like her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, this absolutely. really, really great Canadian actress. I don't remember the exact name of the title, but she was in a, um, 
an adapted novel um, for Netflix from the uh, now her name is evading me I read most of her books Um, the gal who wrote The Handmaid's Tale and Oryx and Crake and all those Uh, books it's escaping me but yeah yeah, I know who you're talking about too too much beer already huh yep there we go it's exciting stuff yeah (laughs) Uh, I like it I think we're going to talk about this on the show I think so I think so let's do it uh now should we get to get a little bit wild let's get wild you know what they call the trees left up when the fire goes by they call them the standing dead mom is dead is dead okay of course he is his pride got hurt that happens sometimes we're talking about wildlife baby directed by paul dano co-written by dano and zoe kazan is that correct that's right starring jake gyllenhaal carrie mulligan bill camp and who's the little fella i think you remember his name i want to say it's ed oxenbold that sounds right does that sound right oxenbold definitely is the last name yeah confident in that don't know a clue about the first name yeah ed kind of sounds like it could be his name in the movie as well yeah i may be mixing that up but it's something like that definitely oxen bowl yeah yeah uh i really enjoyed going on this um i i guess going on this neurotic vacation you know (laughs) yeah you just kind of you go and and you enter the theater and and you you're never talked down to you're never explained anything yeah it's very much them inhabiting the space like a play and yeah. and really giving the the world the sense that this is a real world yeah and then it ends and you leave and you feel yeah. like you i i felt walking out like the end was very fitting because i did feel like i had a mm. photograph of what it was like for this boy Ooh. to live in this time like mm. i had an emotional tangible photograph of how that felt what yeah. did you think that's interesting uh i liked it quite a bit as well um and would totally agree i think like the sense of place was incredibly strong um i think this is like the late 50s or early 60s uh, montana um did you ever see uh certain women yes love um, that picture reminded me a little bit of that in feel um uh in terms of its location um we're actually going to talk about a movie that uh used certain women's cinematographer later oh which one i don't remember Ah, I know that I looked it up, though. Suspense. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Michael's going to love this detail. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, there are some, some, you know, wide shots early on that just show this small town in, you know, sort of this uh, valley, because you see kind of the surrounding mountains and surrounding hills um, that reminded me a lot of uh, certain women in Kelly Reichert's kind of visual style. Mm -hmm. Um, She needs another movie already. She does. Um I think she's working on it. She um, better be. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's another one set in the Old West, which is interesting. That's great news. Or another one in the Old West, Oregon, Northwest. This is great news. <laughs> Very consistent. Um, and uh, I liked all three of these performers quite a bit. Um, we were talking before about uh, how much praise Carrie Mulligan has received for this mm-hmm. performance. Um, do you think it lived up to the hype? No. Ooh. No. Because it was so overhyped. Yeah. It's just gotcha. not fair. Yeah. It's widow's syndrome for me. Like, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. But it did not live up to the hype. Yeah. Because she yeah. didn't get to... She. she I, I think that it's really... 
the way that people were talking about it and the way that the film actually breathes mm, are yeah. totally incompatible. Yeah. Because she yeah. doesn't turn into a shrieking monster or, yeah. or yeah. have a complete emotional breakdown. Yeah. She might yeah. have an emotional breakdown, but it's not complete. It's not loud. It's yeah. withdrawn. And I, yeah. I think that, um, you know, that's the difference in, in a lot, just any pickup performer. And then I'll say Anne Hathaway. And it's because Anne gets these roles where she gets to go loud. Yeah. And that's why Anne is so good, because she gets these loud roles where you get to really perform. And this is a yeah. quiet role. Even yeah. though she she is kind of the voice of the film, it is yeah. still, a, you know, Eastern Washington, Idaho, yeah. Montana-based film in the 60s yeah. where everything is quiet. People yeah. don't shriek. People don't speak out. People... Yeah live and and adapt and make yeah. mistakes and i think that yeah. it was really really well done it just didn't live up to the hype yeah 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 sometimes that's hard when a, a film has just been so put through the the critical meat grinder by the time you've got it like mm -hmm. those those opinions are uh hard to sort of separate from the movie itself exactly. right like and this came mm -hmm. out in january right this premiered i think at the uh, film festivals in, at in january Sundance. yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been out there a while. So yeah. there's already been plenty of takes by the time people actually see it. Just tough, you know. Um, but I think um, I think it will hold up, right? Even once the, all those reviews fade, I think. Um, I think when those reviews it will, fade, it'll really shine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes you need to just see it um, on its own terms, I yes. guess, uh, without those opinions in mind. Um, I I liked. Oxenbold, love his name, Oxenbold. I did too. Um, yeah, um, if I, you know, if I could point to anything that I thought maybe just held me back from loving this movie, I just, I maybe wanted just a little more variation from him in his performance. Yeah, um, the person I saw it with thought the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I liked everything he did, um, but uh, you know, I thought this movie was largely from his perspective. Um, and thought it was compelling to kind of see his, um, the panic kind of on his face as he kind of watches his parents come undone. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I just wanted that, um, that feeling to, um, go bigger a little bit. Um, I mean, it, I don't know if that's see, quite the right to put it, I, but. No, I, I, th well, I'm not going to project onto you, but I think mm. that a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. And I think that while they might be right, I I also disagree. Yeah. Just because I've been a kid and I've seen yeah. my parents acting in ways that, you know, it's not normally comfortable for a kid to see their parents act like not their parents, is how I'd put it. Yeah. yeah. And instead of feeling like you can lash out and react, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And that's what I got yeah. the general sense of from his performance. He's like, what is yeah. going on? And he's just trying to hold it together the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And instead of being able to focus on the fact that he likes this girl and she likes him, yeah, he's worried about getting home, and so he doesn't get to have those interactions. And so he's just kind of so consumed with the problems and yeah. trying to not be one himself yeah. Yeah. that that's how the story came through to me. Yeah. So I felt like I was getting exactly what I interpreted I would want to get. And I think yeah. what Dano really wanted to communicate. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's something I kind of felt at the time, but, you know, it's now been over a week since I watched it. It's something that's, like, kind of worn off since I've watched it, where, like, I've almost kind of come around on it. I think Mm. that's why, like, you know, I'm always trying to think about, like, why did this feel like a four at the time that I watched it? And I think that's maybe why, but, like, the longer I've sat with it, you know, they kind of change in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and in hindsight, you know, just like you said, kind of that feeling just of helplessness as you watch it happen. Um, would would um, maybe make it just feel more right on the second go round? Because it, um, it starts with him in either as a freshman or in middle school. Yeah, and he transitions right. to being in high school, and and he, you know, at that age, you're just not making, you're not asserting yourself into the world. Yeah, especially when you respect your father and and your yeah. you've never known your mom in such a way, right? The yeah. The, um, I almost said Michelle Williams. The Carrie Mulligan <laughs> yeah, yeah. we get at the start is very different from the Carrie Mulligan we get halfway. Yeah. Very yeah. different. And he's going through that adaption too. Yeah. And like, who is this person? I have to go shopping for food. I have to make my own dinner. Yeah. Who is the person in my parents' room? Uh, yeah. You know, it's... I, I've, as the person watching the movie, I was also... I felt like I was with him. Like what is going on yeah what is she doing (laughs) yeah yeah i mean in the most concise way you know you could describe it as a movie about um the ending of a marriage but at the same time it's kind of like a coming of age story right like he's he's kind of being forced to go get a job watch this reality take place Mm -hmm. um and then adapt to the new reality of his parents not being together um that's a that's a, a kind of that's a reality that would kind of leave you stunned and i do think that is kind of what his look maybe conveys is just stunned right at what's happening yeah and Um, confused yeah you know like like i said like he just can't assert himself because he doesn't know what he's looking at yeah yeah he doesn't have the life experience to know what to do to begin with yeah um and i like jake gyllenhaal at at one point carrie asks him do you have a better plan for me what should i do right yeah and he doesn't know. And I feel like that kind of sums up his yeah. perspective on both parents. Yeah. Like, How should just, I know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shrug, yeah. Shrug shoulder, you know, like, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. If anything, yeah, he feels like he should be hearing from them what he should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Back to Jake. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, the sense of shame he feels, um, I thought was, was, was very nicely conveyed. Um, and uh, I I sympathized even while being frustrated with him and his pridefulness. Um, I thought that was just very nicely um, executed and not over the top, even when he goes big, right? He explodes <laughs> a couple times, and it still felt actually pretty appropriate. Yeah, so when um, he went big at the end, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I love that line about, you know, well, son, it's a wild life, ain't it? something like that oh yeah was it that, two that on the is, nose uh, that, that's definitely when i i went and they said the title <laughs> i know i know um but he he has this other moment where he asks him at the diner do you feel like you can't tell me something mm. something to that effect uh, yeah do you, do you think i'll be mad at you if you tell me something yeah tell me and then he goes insane and it it's does. great it, it is does. so good yeah yeah uh 
yeah it's a it's a good moment um I, i've heard some people um criticize you know the film for hewing to uh the kid's perspective mm-hmm. and then making it hard to believe sometimes that the parents would um involve the kid and do all this in front of the kid like they do they're like isn't it a little funky that jake gyllenhaal brings the kid along as he's driving to bill camp's house to set his house on fire um but to me it kind of makes sense in light of how that kid acts like he is so sort of um introspective Mm -hmm. and pensive that like it would be hard to just not be yourself and just do immediately what comes to mind around this kid because he doesn't seem like the kind of kid who's going to react or fight back or something like that right like it seems totally natural to me that they would just be open books because he's just absorbing it he's not resistant you know yeah he's the kid you take as you go do your business for either part I I do not receive that criticism with openness like I I, I think that's kind of hollow yeah. I think that there's yeah. some other stuff that, that you didn't respond well to that I, I'd be more interested in in considering, like the framing. You felt mm. it was overwrought in framing, correct? I don't know if I would say overwrought because it looks so good. Like, it does look great. Like, I think uh, I think the production design of this movie is fantastic. Um, and I think it the compositions are nice. I think the camera is very, very still. Like, we've kind of used the word quiet already. I think calm stillness those are all words that i would kind of associate uh with this movie um i think if there was some modulation in like the pace of the camera's movement that might help to like just give this film a little bit more sense of like whatever kind of panic the kid might be feeling because i did kind of think to myself like surely he's got to be freaking out a bit more than what this film's stillness seems to communicate to me um it just felt um a little a little meticulous relative to what's going on which is sort of the dissolution of something Um, that's a terrifying thing fires are coming um it's just kind of a it's tricky i don't know that makes sense at all yeah, I, I guess I just disagree. <laughs> yeah. is all I, yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from, but I'm super biased. And when I'm watching the camera and I say, "Oh, it's gonna pan left now," and yeah. then it pans left now, yeah, you're just never gonna be against a movie that does what you think it's gonna do when it does. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and it's you know beautiful to look at. Like I'm not criticizing the the, the look at all. Um, and it's something I might not even feel on a second go around. Um, I think that's maybe just what um, would have made it feel even more real to me. Um, yes. If, if, if there was a sense of possibility or a sense of danger, which we do mm. get eventually. But when, it, when the, the film is so tightly controlled, that does sort of um, remove the sense that what you're watching is just is taking place right before your eyes. Um, that happens to me sometimes. I, I I don't know how how to necessarily communicate it, but I do wonder if there's a certain age gap happening, hmm. where because we 
we live now and we grew up mm. in the 90s when things were a lot more when we talked about the mid 90s violent and vulgar right yeah you had stretch armstrongs and you had slurs yes <laughs> um i think at this point in time especially in this place he might not have felt the way that you're saying he should have if, felt that you should yeah. see from the camera that yeah. might not be the way that that the youth would feel at that time yeah they they i i generally felt that he was really just genuinely not certain of what the hell was happening yeah. exactly yeah like okay yeah. she's sleeping with him but is she still married to dad yeah what does that mean uh yeah. she said dad is sleeping with someone is he you know like i feel mm. like he's got all these internal narratives going on that are keeping him from having any sense of how to act that are all competing with each other yeah and i yeah. think that that was mirrored by the stillness of the camera just showing us what was happening yeah unbiased yeah. i never felt like there was a bias from the camera yeah. which is maybe what i really enjoyed yeah yeah um yeah that makes sense and i think kind of offsetting that is Carrie Mulligan's performance because yes. she feels very alive. Yes, like she there, does. there's nothing about her that feels too composed or mm -hmm. anything like that, right? Um, she surprised me uh, quite consistently. Yeah. So if anything, like it's it's kind of this counterpoint to the the stillness of the um, style of the film. Yeah, right? which, which I is think is a reflection of the ball of life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and she's maybe a reflection of the of the wildfires. Yeah, yeah. There. And and he's he leaves to go um, work on the wildfires, leaving the wildfire, or Spitfire, his wife, yeah. to wreak havoc in the town, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then his son, which is half of each, is left witnessing, you know, just left to witness. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the performance is great, and just the characters, um, fascinating. Um, I like the scene in the, the diner. Yeah. Um, well, which one? There, I guess there are a couple diner scenes. There but, are um, the one with Carrie or the one with Jake. Carrie. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's talking to him. It's just, it's just after they've driven to go look at the wildfires, and yeah, she's she talking him to get out of the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Um, and then they're in the diner, and she's asking him like about his name. You know, like what do you think of your name? And she said she doesn't like her name. Um. And she says, you know, I always like the name Lottie. You know, what mm -hmm. do you think of the name Lottie? And then she's talking about her age. And she says, um, she says, I'm 34, 30, 35 or something like that. And she says, does that seem like the right age to you? Which is such an odd question. I was just, I was watching, rewatching the trailer since it's been a while since we actually watched the movie. Um, like, it's a funny question to ask your kid. Like, yes, what, what, what's, how do you answer that? And is that the right age? And uncomfortable in the theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um. I, you know, I think what I was mainly getting from that scene is her sort of having this identity crisis in a way. If she no longer knows, like, if she's no longer kind of identifying herself, like, through her marriage and through her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal, knowing that this is coming to an end. Um, or through her son. Yeah. She's sort of in the process, like, of redefining herself. Yeah. And, and what the, what her future might hold. She's thinking literally of new names, mm -hmm. um, the new ages she's going to have in this uncertain future. Um, just a really not, um, you know, overly explained way of showing us um, how she's kind of considering these different possibilities for mm -hmm. herself, um, which I thought was very uh, elegant. Yeah. And um, honest and sincere. Yeah. Definitely.
the the one thing that I I would hate to move on from the movie and not mm. discuss is how well Bill Camp just fills out this movie and makes it, it feel like a real town and a real defined place. Yeah. He absolutely. is such a talent. So was I mistaken, but I don't think we saw his face when Jake Gyllenhaal was cleaning his shoes on the golf no, course. No, we did not see Right, but that face. was him. That was him. Right? Yeah, yes. just a nice touch yeah. um, that the guy Jake Gyllenhaal has been cleaning up after around the golf course. Who who is, says nice things about him? Who, yeah. when Jake is getting in trouble in that scene, yeah. says, no, we, we made him and, you, you know, tries yeah. to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A much worse movie would villainize him. Yeah. Right? But yeah. he's he's really heroic, and he forgives Jake for his actions at the end. Yeah. Which yeah. is just a nice touch. He seems to give him yeah. that business Yeah, to run. You know, yeah. like, he, he is a very um, multi-layered character. Yeah. Who yeah. really just brings it all to life. He, he was yeah. in uh, one of my favorite limited series this year, and he was in Hostiles. What miniseries? For a limited uh, series? Let me try to remember. The Looming Tower. Oh, gotcha. With Jeff nice. Daniels and uh, I don't remember his name, so I'm not even going to try to butcher it. Yeah. It's a Middle Eastern name. Uh, like Got it. Ari or Ali Sufan or something like ah. that. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's good. You're right. Um, he's a welcome presence. Yes. Um, I gave it a four. I feel really good about it. The one, I, I guess, interesting thing is how well executed and defined it feels as a directorial debut yeah. i liked mid 90s more but mm. this showed a lot more s- something like like yeah it, there's there's a perfect five if dana lives to be 86 yeah yeah is what i um, got the sense of yeah i agree yeah. Um, I gave them both fours. Which one do I like better? God, that's hard. Um, one had the soundtrack of your youth. I know. It's like I have a completely different relationship with each of these movies, yes, right? Like to compare exactly. them, it's like that's why I can just say I liked yeah. one more because yeah. I nostalgia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One showed me a world that felt very familiar. One showed me a, a perspective that wasn't my own. In right. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and really yeah. executed well. Yeah. Um, is Wildlife going to be in your um, top 10 directorial debuts of the year, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to... Me too. It's been a little while since I've looked at directorial debuts specifically, but I'm pretty sure it's close. Well, shall we move on to All About Nina? 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 All About Nina. Let's do it. Hey, Nina. Comedy Prime. They're going to give one lucky lady their own one-hour special. Three impersonations, got it? Nina, this is Celine Dion. It's just Cher talking to you right now, and I believe in you. So we have Nina, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Common, and that's the only two names I remember, if I'm going to be honest with you. Clea Duvall. Do you know Clea Duvall? Was that the neighbor? So the woman who mary elizabeth winstead lives with yes it's that girl's like girlfriend I okay think, or wife maybe gotcha. Gotcha. yeah i know clea duvall from that movie called the faculty did you ever see that movie i did not see it it's on my list it's a good one it's one, one of three thousand on my list you'll get to it uh, i'll get to all of them yeah um her neighbor her mother's neighbor i recognize but don't know the name of her neighbor 
Yeah, who came to L.A. And then she had that meltdown mm. at the end. Oh, wait. The woman. Um, yes. Yeah, I know you're talking about familiar face. Yeah. But yeah, couldn't Like, I you. almost thought that it was Rhea Perlman. Hmm. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that it's not Rhea Perlman. Yeah. Uh, familiar, but I couldn't yeah. put a name to it. You're right. Um, so, we saw this, much to your protest, um... About to last some, week, yeah. I, maybe two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I convinced you to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say. It was your pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel as confident about making you see it now, but I, I, <laughs> I will say it's better than some of the horror titles that we saw in October. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> batting average is even between us. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, glad, it, glad we saw it. I mean, I, I'm glad I saw it. I yeah. I don't know if we would have lost a single ounce of tangible quality mm. seeing it on a small screen uh, yeah i would agree whereas um the title that we saw in the theater i do think was enhanced by being in the theater whereas yeah, this title totally. was not enhanced by being in the theater i would agree not one you need to, to rush out to see on no. the screen yeah um but i mean the strengths are her performance her impersonations yeah common yeah i would agree um i really just wished it was funnier yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, you know, until it uh, is no longer a comedy, it's just not that funny of a comedy, um, which is okay. You know, it's stuff I didn't hate. I mean, right? it's a movie but... about a stand-up, so you don't necessarily need the stand-up to be giving you funny stand-up like yeah. we get in the comedian. Yeah, right with De Niro, where we actually do get that, but you do need the life experience to be funny instead mm-hmm. of just sad right and what we get is just sad and it's i i don't want to be mean but it feels like it's it's a movie made where you're supposed to pity the director and the writer mm. yeah and i don't really like that yeah I, I just don't like watching a movie where i'm supposed to pity someone mm. that's why i like the yeah. tale quite a bit more than this that has oh, a very similar movie. message yeah because instead of pity it's about don't pity me Mm, it's about yeah. I'm even though I don't know how I am strong, you know, and that's what I I liked about the tale with Laura Dern and um, yeah. Elizabeth Debicki in common. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it's an interesting comparison. I hadn't thought about that at all. I mean, that one we are very much involved in the process of her like remembering this trauma. Yes, and attempting to, to process it. it. And, yeah, and she kind of goes on this detective journey to process it. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, whereas here it's a little more like the rug's kind of getting swept out from under you. Um, you're working, I might get some hate for this. I'd say you're just working backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I mean, I think it is devastating. So hold on. When you say the rug swept out from under you, do you mean that you didn't expect that to come? What what do you go ahead and continue with that? Because that's interesting. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I, I did assume that there was, um, some sort of trauma in her background, but I don't think like tonally it really got us there. Agree, one hundred percent agree. Right, yeah. like it really wanted to to be fun and funny until it wanted to make its point, and then it shifted gears pretty sharply. Um, and I kind of felt like you didn't. What that was a little jerky. Okay, um, so I think I agree narratively. It thought that it was doing that, but did you yeah, feel yeah. like it did that? Because I. I would push back a little bit and say when it was funny, it wasn't funny. And when mm. it was no longer funny, it 
was pretty similar to the same tone that it had before. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. When you say it's not funny, do you mean like it's intentionally not funny? No, I mean it's, it's accidentally failing. Okay, that's a, I, I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, yes, so I, I would agree. It is attempting to be humorous yes. and is not particularly humorous. Exactly. That, yeah. That's why I, when you said pull the rug out from under, I'm mm. like, what do you mean? They never had mm. a rug to begin with. Right, <laughs> right. I, I guess yeah. I'm trying to yeah. communicate. Yeah. Um, I never felt right. Like, I felt, I, I think that after we saw it, you, you mentioned briefly before we left that Common felt like he was in a different movie. A little bit, yeah. I, I Reflecting on it, I absolutely agree. Yeah. But reflecting more, I'm like, how the hell did either of these actors perform well in spite of what they were doing? It's true. And so yeah. this is really like, if you yeah. want to see actors that are good in spite yeah. of everything else, yeah, this is a, a, a movie I would recommend to just kind of show someone what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just being in the company of the performance is enough. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. They're, they're both great. And that's why um, I gave it a positive review. Because of the cast, yeah. not because of the execution or the screenplay or the editing or any of that yeah 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 that's as much of a part of it as as any of those other things yeah totally fair um yeah i mean common was great like he's such a welcome presence it just felt like uh i don't know i didn't i was never remotely swept up in their romance um Mm -hmm. and yeah i wasn't uh, either i mean it's it's fine i was swept up in their exchanges yeah I like their exchange. small moments because yeah. it's the two best performers exchanging mm-hmm. lines mm-hmm. or communicating or or working emotions off of each other and that's yeah. really interesting for me to see how they're doing that and how how they're getting away with it sometimes in spite of things like right. we were talking about last week with bohemian rhapsody it's yeah. good in spite of these things what lucy yeah. and rami are doing is good in spite of these other things and i think yeah. this is kind of similar but different in that common and mary are doing really good work in spite of some yeah things yeah definitely i mean i think i i think i like what most of this movie is trying to do i just don't think it pulls it off exactly um, it's definitely a directorial debut that went over its runtime yeah yeah i would agree um uh what else um i'm trying to think about like some more specific thoughts i had you can cut this part out. I'm just reminiscing. Um, yeah, that's because there's not that much to talk about. Like, <laughs> exactly. there, there really isn't. We could talk about when she's at the end talking about looking at cat at her cat or at cat shit while she's being raped by her father. Or we could talk about the beginning when she's puking. Or we could talk about when she pukes up the whiskey into the glass and then drinks it again. <laughs> like, there's just nothing nice to talk about in this movie. And, yeah. and I mean that not just with the subject matter, but also the form mm. and the con like, yeah, yeah. We, we could criticize it, but it would never stop. Like the problem with the <laughs> camera started in the start and it never really stopped, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the problem with the writing started in the start and it never stopped it. Yeah. And, um, like the metal felt solid for a little bit. I, that's the yeah. one thing where I would like maybe say there is something here from this writer director. Yeah. And it was in the middle when they were really mixing stuff. And I think that, yeah. um, you know, once again, I, I think I've said this a few times about titles this year. I don't know if on the podcast or on Letterboxd, but uh. this is one of those things that's too precious. It's mm. too precious to the director and the writer. Mm. Yeah. Or the writer-director in this case. And 
So a, a good piece of art doesn't come through. A piece of grieving comes through. Mm. And that is, while it's great for her as a person to have experienced this, this is not how you make a good film. This is mm. not how you make a film that will age well, that will be respected and talked about. Yeah. Um, and so that's just really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very well intended. Yeah. Right. Um, wouldn't disagree with any of that. It's hard. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the moments that, that kind of stand out are the the scenes where she does finally have sex with Common and then has her break down the following morning mm-hmm. once he's gone. To me, that that was just sort of one moment that kind of encapsulated the, the tonal switches that didn't quite work for See, me. that's maybe um, where I enjoyed it the most. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was, that was like, really actually seeing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like she, I, I think what I wanted was for her to change and not be a piece of shit, and she was yeah. doing it, and I yeah. liked that. Yeah. And then when she fucked that guy from New York, um, mm. after Common left, I was like, "This is just no." Yeah. Like yeah. she went from being possibly redeemable to irredeemable as a character. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I felt that. I mean, so you had problems with who she was as a character. Yeah, by the end of it, I did. I didn't believe that someone that felt so deeply would continuously put themselves in that situation while excelling at their art form. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, I think I was interested in how this trauma was was leading her to behave the way she did and, and, and how she was sort of um, throwing herself into sex with strangers like she does. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then she stopped, and then she like it felt too neat and tidy that I didn't mm, buy it. If it would have mm, been with someone else, yeah, just someone else that was new, maybe. But it I, screenplay wise, it felt very mm, manipulative and cheap. Mm, so I really was just like this. It, it might have been not necessarily a reflection of her character, but just like mm, me rejecting the screenplay character. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just done with with this. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, kind of like saying wildlife and wildlife. Yeah. That's what it was for me. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just on the nose, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... Uh, or he, here, this is something you, you talk about all the time. The, art, the director and the writer didn't trust the audience. Oh, yeah. To, to yeah. come away with the point. They, so they yeah. over-exaggerated the point to communicate it to the audience. Yeah. I, I think is maybe how I took it. That's interesting. I mean, did, so you thought you thought the reveal itself was was over exaggerated. Definitely. That's interesting. I think it was okay with the reveal. It was kind of like how we got there. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, it is you know such a devastating claim, right? Not a claim. It, it happened. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's telling us what actually happened. Um, that I would be you know line if I said I didn't feel something as she explained oh I absolutely this, right? felt something yeah, I mean, it's I just felt... the so the mm. way that the timeline yeah. brings it out like what is this 140 136 somewhere in there yeah, yeah. I, it happened too late mm. um, it, it's not quite too little too late but it's somewhere in that idea of an idea you know mm. where it's the, there's too much middle early filler that mm-hmm. we don't need like I don't need her in New York Show me her showing up in L.A. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, cut that part out. That's, what, 12, 14 minutes that we just get cut out? 
Yeah. And when the police officer comes, we're like, oh shit, this is the her ex boyfriend. We don't even mm. know about this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, then it, then we're surprised by more stuff instead of feeling these things telegraphed by the screenplay and that. Yeah. Whereas my criticism of it isn't that it was bad. Yeah. It's that it was all telegraphed. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the seams just show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Tropes are um, tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of tropes, like, I just felt like all that, you know, deeper character work aside, I think some of the surface stuff just felt just kind of familiar and cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, the smoking a cigarette in the shower, you know, because she's yep. tough and pissed off, and um, the 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 la west coast types that they're the movie's kind of poking fun at some of it is funny but most of it doesn't feel that clever no, i it mean isn't. right it's just kind of poking fun at these stereotypes that i don't know they're not that insightful mm-hmm. or anything I, um, I would give a higher review to a hour and 36 minutes of her just doing different voices the impersonations were good they were great they were fantastic um, you had a chance to listen to at least one song did you listen to any yeah more? a couple uh got a yeah. girl three to five songs or okay. so yeah, yeah. So Solid. She, she's pretty good at performing with totally. her voice right yeah i would have rather watched you mirror this narrative you make her a singer i would have rather mm. watched that where she's like performing constantly yeah. and then going and drinking and acting like this like yeah. I, I think that the conceit of the comedian was not yeah. a good conceit yeah. for the performer yeah that was yeah. cast in the role i think once yeah. you get her you i think once you get a performer you got to mirror their strengths and that they didn't do that with mary yeah i would agree yeah i mean uh some of her fellow comedians were pretty funny too yes they were I, those job were great. slut yeah it was hilarious <laughs> yeah it was great i forgot about that um and you know i i think i am just intrigued when movies show us a character processing something through art mm-hmm. um so i do like that idea it reminded me of that the movie we watched earlier and talked about on the podcast uh called love after love oh yeah great remember yeah. that the the one character in it, it's not a big part of the narrative but starts talking about how his dad had passed away um in his comedy routine mm-hmm. um i think that 60 seconds what better illustrated like a person processing something through art than most of this movie definitely um absolutely agree yeah that's that's a great line to draw yeah that that, good good call there it's hard i mean um that's why comedy's hard and Mm -hmm. you know just it's a challenge to put stand-up comedy in a movie and to try to make it both the, the routines themselves both insightful um emotionally revealing and funny it could yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) it's tough um but uh yeah god we saw it yeah i talking about it i feel a little bit worse about it than i I felt before (laughs) (laughs) but it's still in that uh 56 range for me which Hmm. brings it up to a three round you know yeah uh whereas if it was a 54 it'd be a two and a half yeah so yeah you've got it at two and a half i could totally understand the 54 to 56 difference between us I'm good with that. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to pretend that that's I'll allow the difference. It. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Uh, let's talk about a movie I really, really liked now. All right. In The Outlaw King. Let's do it. We need to unite Scotland. Robert the Bruce is an outlaw. Any man or woman who would give shelter to him or his ranks 
is to be executed without trial. The people are desperate for justice. I serve Robert Bruce. Join us to free our lives. I have 50 men to fight the strongest army in the world. The Outlaw King, although I only gave it a three and a half. I think you did mm. too. I've been bouncing back and forth. I feel I really think, good about it. Like, I've changed I really it maybe it. five times. You between have? a three and a three and a half. Oh, really? So, so you're you're leaning lower. lower. Just a little bit. Yeah, so um, you're you're kind of in that 74, 76 range. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right, because 74 is, or, or maybe, maybe it's, a little it's lower more than 66 that. to 74 range. Yeah. 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 Um, whereas it sounds like you're maybe going higher. No, no, I... There's just so many singular moments yeah. that I love. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so one of our favorite actresses, friend of the show, mm. ATJ, yes, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, now has a compatriot mm. in being a banner for the oh. show, at least on my side, from like ATJ, that. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Ah, he great is stuff. amazing in this movie. He, he was incredible in the failure last year of the Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Shannon picture from Tom Ford. Um, Nocturnal Animals. Oh, got it. Nocturnal got it. Animals. It, it, it failed. Gotcha, I, gotcha. I would like to yeah, revisit yeah. it because I was very critical of it because of the hype that it had. Amy Adams yeah. picture. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would really like to re- revisit it. He played a abductee rapist in that, and and yeah. was very, very good. He, I, totally I think, he was, was nominated that. for a supporting role. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. that that movie just clicked into focus again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then the inner narrative of that movie, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. In in this film like Chris Pine is good Florence Pugh is mm. good Aaron Taylor Johnson is incredible as Black Douglas the I would Black agree. Douglas totally Douglas agree. Douglas say my name <laughs> he is intense like when I finished the movie I was like so what's that Black Douglas movie coming out Mackenzie right give it to sequel. me sequel there you <laughs> yeah. go That's yeah what I want. Uh, there are at least two occasions where uh Robert the Bruce makes, you know, some analogy to, you know, comparing them as soldiers to animals, right? He yes. says, you know, now that we're out for revenge, you know, we're we're not men, we're wolves. Mm-hmm. And then when he's giving That's his... That's one of the best moments. Great call. Yeah. And then he's given his speech at the end and he says, you know, I could talk to you about honor. I could talk to you about country. But, you know, today we're animals. I feel like the only animal here is... Aaron Taylor Johnson. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, animalistic is very much how he is. Um, when he's in the water and he gets yeah. disarmed and he just starts beating a guy up and then takes the chainmail off his head, the chainmail hood, and then he oh, uses yeah. that as a weapon as he's holding off. I don't know how many scores of men as these boats are slowly being rowed across the water to save anyone that can be saved. Yeah. It is just incredible. Pretty like, good stuff. Like, when when I talk about like maybe the movie as a whole is definitely clunky and over edited, and I'd rather agree. see a four hour version. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with historical movies, I'd rather just really commit. I would and spend agree. Four hours in a place. Yeah. What he does in this two hour cut because it's two yeah. hour and one minute or like two hours and fifty four seconds, so yeah. it's definitely yeah. like way too short compared yeah. to what we've heard is a three hour and thirty four minute runtime originally before he cut it to the 234 that it premiered with yeah um the the moments of aaron taylor johnson Mm. are incredible and there's so much that you can feel 
missing in these scenes. Yeah. The relationship of Aaron Taylor Johnson with those two girls who are the daughters of Death, the other, yes. you know, like you feel that yeah. more time with Florence Pugh, you feel mm. it missing. Yeah. And you feel it was specifically edited to communicate the very limited things it needed to communicate. Yeah. For it. And that's just a tragedy. It's a travesty. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because, yeah, I think you said it got poor reviews at first, right? Mm-hmm. In the longer edit. It, well, it pre- um, I was rereading favorable. David Ehrlich, who was at the premiere, mm-hmm. um, his review, because he's updated it to a three and a half. From what? Uh, two and a half, or two. Oh, okay. Um, and he's, like, his his review is kind of, it, it was communicating what it was like. Like, this was supposed to be a celebration, because mm. he was at the premiere yeah. at the Tribeca Film Festival, I think. Yeah. And um, he said it, it was, it ended up not being that it was a 50 50 Mm. response with half the crowd liking Mm. it and half the crowd hating it so i don't know if it was if it premiered negatively but it definitely Mm. premiered mixed with yeah not the goal yeah 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 and and i i definitely lean more towards love with this movie yeah yeah um yeah and i i i i I definitely enjoyed it um i think i would agree that i liked it best in particular moments and maybe a little less in the broad strokes Mm -hmm. um like like some of the moments where chris pine is leaning over the front of a sailboat while they're soaring across the fjord yeah i was like michael is going to Mm -hmm. love this spot great and then there's other spots that are just Um, so clunky and narratively strained that i'm like yes Michael's gonna hate this. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, and I yeah, it does seem like things were maybe just kind of lost in the edit. Um, that yes. shot was in the trailer. I was just as happy to see it in the real movie. Um, yeah, but I I felt like there's more there. That's one of those other things where I, the way that they cut around that it feels like there's seams. I would agree. They're boxing yeah. us in to this. Okay, we're already here. Whereas there's probably a whole boat trip there where they're talking yeah. and something important is being communicated that's yeah. now removed. And I think earlier we were doing first impressions quite a few weeks ago for Mary Queen of Scots, where I was yeah. like, I don't want to yeah, hear yeah. them talking about fighting. Yeah. In yeah. this movie, I want to see fighting. Yes. Hmm. In this movie, I want to hear them talk about fighting because they fight. Yeah. So I yeah. want to hear yeah. them talk about the fighting. That's interesting. I mean, to me, the, there were there were other things that I felt like they kept talking about that I that I didn't see, like um, towards mainly towards like the first third, where they're talking about you know the people are upset the people are desperate the people want to fight um i felt like i was told that a lot um you know had there just been even more i mean we, we get the kind of one scene of uproar when uh william wallace's head is on a stake in yeah. town um but i don't know that i ever really felt like i got visual evidence for a country that was ready to revolt, absolutely agree. right wouldn't um, it be great if we had four more minutes with the wagon driver Who's the wagon driver? Do you, do you remember the first time they take a castles and the the wagon with the trees? The trees. Say more. The, there's remember. a wagon that carries trees. Oh, carries and, trees. Got and, it. Into got the it. castle. Yes. Yeah. If we could have four minutes with him and his mm. experience yeah. with these men. So yeah. have him bring in a load. Have him bring mm. the wagon back out. Show yeah. the whole interaction. Have him bring in the other yeah. load and then have that interaction begin to take place. Yeah. It just would have brought more life and i feel like I it agree. might be there yeah. this is one of I those agree. weird movies where you can feel like there's a lot more there and so it's hard for yeah. me to rate it 
you might say objectively because i yeah, i'm yeah. almost going to give it leniency for what he shot and what he doesn't feel like he can put in because of critics yeah yeah, yeah i would agree i mean people it's a tough sell to sell a three-hour long movie i know he should have made longer. it a four-hour movie yeah, yeah i agree four hours it's easier um, to sell right <laughs> yeah but it's like if you're going to make a movie with this ambition scale that costs as much money why not go for broke anyways yeah like it's already i think i think it already costs 100 million dollars like why not just put that material you, in you there? know they're uh, you know they've been practicing this director's cut business yeah so i i think we might get it because uh they just did doug lyman's fair game director's cut last oh, month i just watched yeah. it recently it's a very good cut i'd love to see a director's cut of this or an yeah. extended cut rather than a director's cut you know just call it what it is I would agree. I mean, I don't know, you know, with with, with Netflix buying the titles, I don't know what uh, what director's cuts look like, um, yeah. right? If, if when they own the rights, but, like, I would love to see that. I, I mean, um, you would imagine that they'd just say, go crazy, and then they'd compile the data and yeah. say, okay, we're going to take it to our own editor now. Yeah. We're, like, yeah. We're, we don't like the original one. Yeah. Or, we liked the original one. It did fine. Yeah. Yours was fine. Yeah. There's an even better one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 almost like, I mean, I, I didn't give it a great review because it is like a little frustrating to want more for something that was so ambitious. Like to just not to not love it is sort of a disappointment when it, when Dude, there's that much there. But that final mm-hmm. battle scene, great that's battle. a star. Great battles, like from start to finish, all the battles are great. Yeah, the the performances were good. Did you like the the very first extended long take at the start of the movie? Do you remember? Can you narrow it down for me? I think it's the first shot uh, where I think it's a single take up until the point that the uh, like ball of fire gets catapulted onto the castle. Oh, that was all one take? That was all one take. Yeah, I, I enjoyed mm. it. I, mm. I didn't... So, that's great. Yeah. The, ball, yeah. the trebuchet? Great. Was or it if it was a catapult, I don't know. Oh, gotcha. the Greek yeah, yeah, yeah. fire was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all great. Yeah. The problem for me there is the transition, the, the quickness, how mm. it just accelerates like crazy. Yeah. Like we don't yeah. get to know what Chris Pine's life is like before Florence comes. We yes. don't get to know yeah, what yeah. his life is like with Florence. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, it feels hollow. Like yeah, you, yeah. you know, do a four-hour miniseries, one hour at a time. I don't care. Yeah. Just give me four hours of yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, There's just not um, enough. But yeah, I liked it. I liked mm. a lot of what I looked at. It, yeah. My problems are editing and narrative. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I brought that up kind of for the same reason where I was like, wow, this is kind of an impressive take to do all this in one scene. So, um, but, hold on. They have the sword fight? All one take. Oh, my yeah. God. Which is impressive, right? Yeah, that's technically um, stunning. Right. Like, I, I almost could have put that later in the movie not that scene um but it was uh such it was like this kind of bravura sequence right out of the gates i was like wow we still have not cut um and and it was kind of impressed i think some more of that throughout like some of those other battles might have really kind of like upped the the dramatic force for me even though i liked the battles um uh if they were single takes yeah a single take battle sequence Dude, a single take duel is hard enough. A single it take is. battle um, sequence with fucking 160 I, different stuff yeah, yeah, plus actors. I don't know. I, I I guess I just I, I felt like that was um 
and horses you want someone as a director maybe i'm to asking die. for too much maybe you i'm making are. the wrong point which is that I'm, i mean i'd love to see what you're talking about but yeah, yeah. i mean for god's sakes birdman barely exists yeah <laughs> i uh, yeah i think i have maybe uh made the wrong point which is that i think it, it was an impressive take too early when i needed characterization mm. more early on and you know get me connected with these people first and and save that for later what if that boat was a long take that would be great right yeah i bet you i I don't know how technically impressive they'd be but i bet you there are other long takes yeah because there is that the long take that really swept me away was the end Mm. when florence and chris pine are being reunited on a beach without any other footprints yeah and the way that the camera goes around them yeah without showing anybody else or any footprints or giving yeah. the impression that there's anyone else there that yeah. was technically impressive and i think that that was at least yeah. a 40 second sequence yeah definitely i mean it, it's great stuff it's it's more just like i felt myself by the end of this sequence being impressed but um i just went so long without getting a sense for who these people are yeah, right uh, it just took it just took too long um some of that some of the best stuff i think could have been saved in a way um and again it's kind of editing like stuff just could have been shifted around i think and all this effect could have just been more powerful than it was yeah um but uh but but there are moments that are just great the battles themselves i mean uh we just don't even get like epic medieval warfare very often like i cannot i literally cannot think of like the last movie like this that i watched been forever i mean my my favorite films when i was in school were like troy and kingdom of heaven Mm. and i i can't tell you that there's been one that did that for me since yeah so i feel like in the last 10 years there hasn't been yeah yeah it's expensive to do it well yeah um and it's it's not attractive to do yeah because it's not really a sexy sell yeah what do you Mm. you know you're gonna kill the the pretty stars don't do that yeah yeah i mean yeah you try to sell it like it's you know braveheart Mm -hmm. and a lot of people there probably haven't seen braveheart i i (laughs) i would love to see an edited version of this movie where they just have mel gibson Mm. and the town square dead oh yeah right like wouldn't that be great like completely at at least get like his body dummy like they did for uh, arnold in the terminator movies yeah like get young be nice model Mm -hmm. version of him made as a dummy and just a nice touch screw him up all all gutted and everything um so the viscerous scenes are incredible that's the one other thing i wanted to draw attention to when they string up his brother yeah after they um take the town with the religious folks i guess they're catholics at the time yeah and they disembowel him as oh, they hang god him. yeah i did not feel like i was watching a movie mm-hmm. i felt like i was watching someone be disemboweled that was pretty intense and, i was and that's i was like, i was not expecting it right i was shocked yeah. but that's kind of how all the fight scenes feel like none of them yeah. feel fake no like when i was looking not. at them i never thought that you're cheating there yeah like yeah when i watch some of my favorite stunt coordinators or choreographers work in like the raid or the raid 2 or or that picture that just came out on netflix i don't remember the name of it but i loved it i it's super easy to see the seams and no like it's fake but you don't care or assault on cell block 99 or later this year hopefully we'll get to see dragged across concrete with Gibson and vince vaughn yeah uh we're gonna know what's fake and what's not yeah but in this movie somehow we don't Mm -hmm. know what's fake 
and that is really special yeah yeah another good thing about bohemian rhapsody is seeing all that fake digital crowd Mm -hmm. makes you really appreciate when a a crowd doesn't look like that right yeah i'm like this looks so great now by comparison (laughs) i I just edited the audio for bohemian rhapsody last night so i had to watch the trailer again and yeah i definitely thought about that terrible cg crowd yeah, and I never I can't felt believe that they here. were marketing that as a as an attribute. Do you remember the IMAX yeah. trailers at marketing it as see this in a large scale format for the crowd? Like what? Like no, don't, <laughs> are, are you don't insane? look away. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, all those widescreen shots of you know one army charging at another, I think were very. Or how lifelike. about how about using the roads? Oh, yeah. That was oh, insane yeah. how large yeah. an army would get when they were confined to the road on horseback. Oh, yeah. I, I was just thinking to myself, why aren't you doing Guy Ritchie's King Arthur? Attack from the trees. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Where's Kira Knightley when you need her? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, great stuff. I just wish it like kind of amounted to something more when Tangible, it came all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... I guess the last thing is cinematography was incredible, right? Like the sweeping yeah. vistas and those landscape shots. We already touched beautiful, on beautiful them, but I mean, shots, they yeah. are stunning. Like some of yeah. the best single shot of the, mm. or I guess single shot moving pictures of the year. If you just yeah. go with some of those sprawling landscapes oh, and, yeah. and the extended time lapses, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Starting really wide and then mm. kind of narrowing in on and, and whatever feel that, army is marching. Um, like as I was watching, I was thinking about this is the guy that made Heller High Water that really did those mm. desert vistas so beautifully. Yeah, and I really yeah. did notice that. And also how yeah. he did the roads in Heller High Water during mm. that final shootout, I think were yeah. really similar to the way that he was using the roads oh, for that nice. final battle scene. Yeah, which I just yeah. thought was kind of an interesting thing the way that he might think about roads because yeah. th- yeah. there are certain directors that think about these structures and, and yeah. visually depict them very special. Jeff yeah. Nichols is one person. When you were yeah. talking about how often do we see a family sit down and eat real food, yeah, I was yeah. the only person I was thinking about saying was Jeff Nichols. He would definitely Jeff Nichols do would do it. Yeah, um, but the way Jeff Nichols depicts a road is mm, very special yeah. and unique, and it feels like it's blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the way that he depicts a road feels very separate. Separate, like it feels yeah. like it's a segregated moment from the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would completely agree. And then. It's weird to to get those wide shots where it looks stunning, then to get on the ground and think to myself like, my God, this like is muddy and wet and just looks Gross. awful. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Get me like, out of there. How did you get this so muddy? I don't want to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> like God, the bloody just a terrible time to live. Yeah. Um, I think it's right when like he walks into like a little wetland and he says right like we know the land better than they do or something Mm -hmm. like that and then you know the entirety of that final sequence just looks like they are literally like trudging through like a foot of mud yep and like you know just the attention to earth as just shit you gotta walk through like it it adds up that that makes a difference and the fact that they the fact that they don't have the horses in the roads you know Mm, so it's showing this class difference by using the territory like i i I don't know. The, this is one of those ones. The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's partly just because I wanted it to like be a five. Yeah, you know, like it, it's partly just disappointing. Like it's so 
big it's so sweeping it's so majestic like you want it to be perfect is it um, is it um what's the other netflix title we just watched Skarsgård, kiao oh hold right? the dark yeah is it maybe oh, uh i think I'll, i mean i think similar? i like this better but it's yeah, similar but is kind it, of is effect. it maybe similar yeah. where it's you expected a four and a half five and you didn't get at all what you thought you signed up for yeah definitely a similar feel here there's just that added effect of like how how costly it is how much work this takes mm-hmm. um and the fear that like if it doesn't succeed if it isn't great then it like the next one won't get greenlit like yeah. you want them to succeed you want yeah them to no be he great, feels right? he feels like it's just a, a, a lot the, of pressure like a fantastic direct like yeah i want to watch every movie he makes for the yeah. rest of his life yeah he's yeah. a special director and he does really good mm. things with landscapes yeah 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 i mean i i hadn't really been able to connect dots between the two of them but i like that idea of how he sort of connects his locations mm-hmm. um through roads and infrastructure that's a nice touch i like that yeah um any closing thoughts before we get to le deuce for the final time uh i'd recommend it i would Definitely. absolutely recommend it it's free to watch if you subscribe to netflix yes sir and you know chris pine was good florence was good it's just aaron taylor johnson is that next level incredible talent he's the one to watch he definitely gets to do what he didn't get to do in avengers which is be good who is he in avengers quicksilver he's one of the avengers Uh, the one that you haven't seen the one Uh, before infinity war age of ultron when the bad guy uh no he's a mutant but hmm. not one of the fox or he's one of the fox mutants that can also be a disney mutant at the time ah it's convenient. Uh, he's elizabeth olsen's brother within the film oh, and he okay. is basically the flash if i remember okay. correctly he was killed is he cool he's all right Sorry. you see him for five minutes not total. as cool as he is here no cool. no the black douglas is one of the coolest characters of all time in film and definitely one of the top five coolest characters of the year there you go watch it for a aaron taylor johnson look at you look at you look at us bound for glory who would have thought right the The deuce el deuce the last three episodes of season two of the deuce uh, did you just watch all three of these last night? Or did I you space them out? I watched one and a half last night. I watched one yep. and a half this morning. Ah, okay. Very fresh in your mind. I yep. watched the last episode last night. The other two I watched a little while ago. Yeah. Um, we can talk about them in summation, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's easier. It's a finale, essentially. Um, or maybe even just broader. Did the, did the final three shift your feelings at all about the season on the oh, whole? Oh, definitely ended more positively. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Because we spend a lot more time with James and uh, Maggie in these last three hours than we did in the first four. We did. six, rather. Um, One thing that I was surprised by, I Mm. just want to bring up, is how much time we spend with um, his brother, uh, both James's, uh, their twin brothers, but their brother. Yeah, yeah. How much time they spend with him and, and his son. Yeah. specifically his son had so much more time than you or i expected yeah i absolutely. was like what the fuck is the point of this right i mean I, like did you enjoy it he well my thing i i didn't not enjoy it mm-hmm. but my that my thinking is 
who's he going to be recast as in 10 years? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because that's a juicy part. Yeah. If he's like running the parlors in 10 years. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's what I'm interested by. Um, I thought the mob being intertwined with the porn didn't pan out as strongly as I thought it would. Yeah, but I thought I, that that might lead to a uh, uh, something more dramatic than it did. Yeah, They killed off one of the best pimps for no good reason. Oh, you wanted CC to stick around? No, 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 no. My homeboy, Method Man. Ah, yeah. So like Killed Method him. <laughs> and his straightened hair. He's probably got to go on tour or something. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was a big pimpin' in the show, man. I, I'm going to miss him. Uh, he's great. So we lost Dorothy, who you called and... for the death of, from Cece, but we don't know who killed her still, right? I don't think we do. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. was like, I might not have been paying close enough. That's what I thought, I actually. Um, yeah, um, especially because I watched the last one apart from this the, the other two i was like shit did i forget who killed dorothy yeah but i i think um, that is but unknown. we also find out that the guy that was trying to bring about reform on the streets left mm. the town i don't remember seeing him leave he left new york city yeah that's part of that. the end of season nine like where where is he he left episode nine. um yeah sorry episode nine. Why do I not even remember that? Because he's back in the final episode, right? Or no? No. I don't remember him. Are you talking about the guy that's reforming New York? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy on the street level. Oh, Trying to got, it, got it, got the it, got it. the street. Got gotcha. it. You're for right. For the, the pimps and the prostitutes. You're right. He did leave. Um, but did where we he see him was leave? going. Unclear. I just remember them talking about yeah. it in the last episode. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I because yeah. I'm wondering if maybe he got killed and we didn't find the body yet. Oh, I hadn't like even thought if maybe about that. All of them got murked. Oh, that's fascinating. Because they were causing problems for all the pimps, and then we see um oh the the gap tooth girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes up and tries to talk to the pimps. Yeah, and they're like, get away, and they all uh, seem like they're kind of scheming. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe oh, the pimps man, like, I had never even thought about decided that. to kill everybody that was trying to get in on their game. That makes way more sense than that character just disappearing and them not telling us where right. the hell he went. Yes. Yeah, that makes way more sense and I like it way better. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, very satisfying to see CC get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was happy the brother did it. Yep. I think uh, he with was... With the hammer? Yeah. In the hallway. Um, James Franco with uh, the hammer in the hallway. Black Frankie saying something like, you killed the shit out of that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great way to cap it off um uh don't you kind of want to see red hot and full just to see what the oh yeah like? i'm definitely interested to see maggie's full editing choices on display yeah and what she cuts to and when and yeah. uh how how she's manipulating the audio against the the visual image like yeah I'm i'm actually technically fascinated by what that film would look like yeah and it's a pity we don't get to see it. Like it I'm, su- I'm very much surprised that they didn't do some sort of a X-rated movie mm. for HBO. That'd be cool. Well, you know, late night <laughs> HBO, where they actually release this to tie yeah. in with the Deuce. Yeah, it wouldn't even need to be long. And, uh, and it feels like they could have just shot it as part of the yeah. shooting the Deuce. Like it, it wouldn't have been that hard. It would have just been, been like incremental. Not, yeah, yeah. It would have been very interesting. But then I suppose they would have had to shoot it legitimate pornography which would have definitely um 
not been okay with probably most of the actors of the porn yeah <laughs> yeah within the show yeah but um, i i definitely wish that that existed i definitely agree yeah um in the last episode is uh where Lori's particularly um uh freaked out about whether or not cc will actually let her go yes she's having a breakdown i remember you saying you were unsure about her acting you still are you still unsure or did, or did you like her in oh the, no i'm certain i don't like her acting not a fan at yeah. all no her no. breakdown at yeah. the table yeah god kill me oh i didn't like it terrible <laughs> i remember watching the stuff that my nightmares are made of yeah it's weird um for the longest time i've i've really liked her and then i watched that and i was like yeah Taylor's not gonna like this, and I don't think I like it. Either. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bummer. Um, I, I, I was a little, I was a little disappointed. I just yeah. felt like that that should have been a real moment of catharsis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, they they definitely she was able to communicate felt it, but... the transference of her being within the moment. But yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Whereas with a different actor, a more talented actor, I would like. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, that was when I, I finally thought to myself, yeah, I think Taylor's onto something there. Yeah. Um, but in terms of her character, just the idea that she um, can't stop thinking about where CC might be when when he's going to show up, that I did feel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it's I, an interesting I, idea, right? Because it's yeah. about that domestic abuse PTSD thing. Totally, but yeah. The problem with... I, the performance I, I think it's a you. problem with the show it's just too quick there's too many characters there's not enough long takes mm. you know um i i'm really happy with what happens for darlene by yeah. the end of the show but i don't feel like i went there with her yeah. which is a pity yeah. you know like i i think some people really like what's happening and how fast it's moving but mm-hmm. yeah i think if these actors are really capable of taking us there i would rather go slower and i would rather Mm. really be brought there and i would rather experience the streets as it happens rather than have three deaths in three episodes yeah yeah i would agree i mean to me it's it's uh kind of similar in structure to mad men in that it's not plot driven right i I don't feel like character driven yeah i don't feel like but the difference um, is you spend seasons with with them in certain roles and going yeah. through one thing, right? Like, yeah. Darlene's abortion is a sixteenth of an episode. Yeah, Peggy's abortion is half an episode. Yeah, and then yeah. has implications for seasons to come. Yeah, and her interactions with him, you know, like yeah, it, it's just a different type of a character study. Yeah, which I'm yeah. definitely more responsive to. Yeah, um, and like had this you know been able to go for 10 seasons to watch you know to to see what season 10 looks like to see the deuce after 10 seasons and then to go back and be like wow like i have seen this city evolve over mm-hmm. however many years i don't know that i'm gonna feel that at the end of this anymore no um, it's gone um just a bummer like i'm still really enjoying it and i still do like the feeling of just kind of being dropped into these characters lives um but uh as these three episodes in particular felt like they were accelerated um is when i felt like i most agreed with your criticism that it was speeding up yeah. to its uh detriment unfortunately um, yeah are you still giving it a perfect five 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to say, really when like I finished it. the show, I like, n- no offense to anyone, but I don't understand how someone can watch this show and at the end think it's a perfect hundred. <laughs> oh, definitely. You know what I mean? That. Because that's what a five out of five is. You're, you're saying it, it's a 95 to a hundred or a 96 to a hundred. Yeah. Otherwise, it could if, be a 96. Otherwise, if it's a 94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to yeah, round yeah, down, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ninety five is borderline e- yeah. either way, but if it's a ninety four, yeah. then you got to round down to yeah. to a four and a half. Yeah. So, telling me it's a ninety six, like I'm just not seeing what someone else is seeing at that point. No, like I, I just um, am not. Season one, maybe. I mean, definitely. It's been a while. It's See, season one for me or... is a four and a half to a five for yeah. sure. Um, it's strong. It's got the the gangster narrative. It's got the yeah. the street narrative. It's got the coming pornography narrative. There, there's an interesting conversation happening in moments with uh, David Crumholtz, right? Where he's got the VHS player and he's showing oh, yeah. how you can yeah. manipulate the porn at home and, and how mm-hmm. they're going to sell these porns for $100 a pop yeah. at the video store. And uh, yeah. you're, you're going to have the mail order rentals for the VHS. Like, that's all really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's two, three, two and a half minutes long. Yeah. You know, so there's these transitions happening that we used to spend a quarter of an episode with happening yeah. in mere moments yeah and that's that's where this accelerated timeline is just deteriorating from the whole piece yeah yeah i would agree i mean that was a a, a moment of, of great interest i think with right? the vhs yeah. tapes um uh that made me think of boogie nights again yeah. um to me it's like two-thirds of the way through maybe halfway in boogie nights where after introducing us you know in the 70s the title card slams and it says the 80s and then they're talking about VHS and these people's world kind of comes undone, right? Like the culture around what made this like the golden era of porn come, starts coming mm-hmm. down as everyone's just retreating into their homes. So, And that's exactly um, where What's-Her-Name is going. Who's that? Um, our star. I don't remember oh, her name. Uh, Bad actress. Um, yeah, Lori. Lori, yeah. yeah. That's exactly yeah. where Lori's going is to L.A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and and that's um, one of the things I wanted to ask you. Do you think she's gonna be in LA from now on, or do you think she's coming back to New York? Because I, I kind of feel like she's gonna be in LA now. I kind of think so too. Yeah, like they kind of wrote yeah. her out. Yeah, I mean, I was—I don't know if I was maybe just a little confused about what exactly that means. Now that the uh, the mob essentially bought her right mm-hmm. from CC, I don't know what that exactly entails because uh, so mobs aren't pimps i mean we what, haven't what seen I'm that thinking is right this is the tr- this is the great transition period yeah. where cities are are taking back the streets yeah the mob can't own a street if the city owns the street so what's a, yeah. a mob gonna own a mob is gonna move to own what a pimp used to own which is something yeah. that worked on the street so now you can't work on yeah. the street you have to work somewhere else so it to me it's maybe the mobsters owning the, the porn industry and the porn game yeah perhaps in the porn stars yeah and so I, yeah. I'm thinking maybe we see a transition out of New York to LA definitely for the mob yeah yeah um, so it's and, uh, and to honest living or honest earnings yeah I mean I, I, that's what I was thinking about as she's weeping in the diner I thought that's great but the mob bought you I mean I don't know what this holds for but for does her. she know that no, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so But either. I mean, it, that's why it was a complicated scene. I'm like, I don't, I'm yeah, still concerned. The, the way that her agent tells her is she's got interest for a, for a triple feature. Yeah. And exclusive yeah. rights. 
Yeah. And then uh, she wants to go to the bargaining table for her. Yeah. So whether or not she is gonna, we're gonna see her live with total freedom in L.A. I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. Rudy's gonna be like, "Where's my asset?" Uh, so that could be a problem. Um, oh yeah. What hmm. happened to Cece's money? What money? That, didn't he get fifteen grand? Uh oh, from the mob. Yeah. From uh, good question. Maybe they just got to pocket that. I don't know if they paid or him or not. Are, I feel like they already paid him. Yeah, I guess so. Because he already gave up on her. Yeah. So, yeah. where's the, you know, there, there's yeah. a lot of interesting stuff that they just aren't going to give us answers to. Yeah. There's kind of that mm-hmm. true detective thing where it's like, I, not only did you not answer my questions in episode one, you're not answering yeah. any of my questions, and now we're going to jump <laughs> a decade, and yeah, I'm never going to get the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a way, I wouldn't, I mean... Do you think they kill uh, Krumholtz? Who's Krumholtz? Um, the guy who's running the studio for Maggie. She's working with. He used to be fat. Now he's skinny. He was a oh. communist in Hail Caesar. Your favorite picture ever I don't made. think so. Do you? I, I don't know. Because at the end, he's eating fries out of his drawer. Yeah. And, you know, if we're going to jump 10 years, he could have died from a heart attack. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, oh, what a loss. Right? I hope he's back for season three. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's such a good kind of point of tension between the mob now and Candy, right? Like he's good, he's the one who's sort of like bearing all that pressure. Yeah. I kind of I think that would be maybe a mistake for the sake of I, I dramatic f- tension, right? Like um, maybe we transfer. I, see, I don't know what the show is doing by jumping a decade. Like, are we <laughs> staying in New York? Or are we following the porn game? <laughs> Because yeah. to me, it's like you move him to LA. You make him like yeah. one of the main porn producers, yeah. who's a shell corporation essentially for the mob. Yeah, and then Candy's working for him yeah. in LA, and we just move completely to LA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, then, it is... then what happens? Does Vincent move up to Connecticut? I know it is weird in a like... way to want like uh, to want the show to move to LA because it's the deuce. Yeah, but. To me, I think about that uh, like season of The Office where Jim was in a separate branch. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that is maybe where season three goes. Is now we're split maybe between two locations. Yeah. Um, I think Ann Perkins is going to be beating the shit out of Jim Halpert at Call of Duty. I just hope Rashida Jones shows up. Oh, that'd be. It's really what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm in Connecticut, show high I ratings. think that's maybe oh, the the wife for. James Franco. You're really selling me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's weaving where the branch he went to. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's an option there. Um, so yeah. Uh, still really, really enjoy the show, but um, just wish there were uh, more seasons than we know we're going to get. I think at the end of episode seven, I was like, oh, we're back. Like, I'm back in New York. Like, mm. I really feel like I'm back. Can I have 10 more episodes of being here? Yeah. While this is alive? Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. At episode seven, I felt like I was back in the city. Yeah. And then it ended two episodes later. And now we're yeah. jumping time. Like, whatever the show has is not being brought. Whatever its greatest strength was is completely lost. Yeah. And now they're just finishing off a narrative because they think that that's the right way to pay it off yeah it's a real yeah. real unfortunate thing before you sitting on it with the star um it's a high three and a half mm. 
Yeah. For season two, for season one, it's a four and a half to a five. Yeah, come down a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Can't argue with that. I, I'm higher. Um, I don't watch as much television as you, so I also don't have as many points of comparison. So it is higher for me. Yeah, I um, finished this after watching Homecoming. Yeah, and there you go. while I'm in the middle of the Romanoffs, yeah, which are the Romanoffs is directed by the guy who made Mad Men. So I'm watching. Right there, you go. Top tier television. So I, I definitely have a sense of comparison. But yeah, I, I mean, what the show has going for it is once again Maggie and James. Like I yeah. normally don't like Maggie in a feature film. The mm. Kindergarten teacher, she was great, yeah. really, really yeah. good. And in this long series format where she really gets to inhabit a character the yep. way that we see um, cer- certain actors really get to stretch their legs in these limited series, it's very special. Yeah. And what she's able to do with her looks, and, and because we know who she is, when she does that look, we know that she's really, really hurt, but she's pretending yeah. to not be in this moment. Yeah, Those are really special flourishes that this show gets to have because of her talent. Yeah. James Franco's just stupidly muscular body inhabiting these different outfits. Yeah. Doing these different things. Pretending to be scared as one brother, pretending to be dominant as the other. These are just... This is what the show was in season one, and it's really unfortunate that it's gone. Yeah. Um, Well, in, you know, with any luck, we we could recenter on James Franco as we see him try to, you know chase the future he wants and that we hear him talking about in the last episode but we're so gonna jump a decade him. so if he's still chasing the same dream in a decade then he failed that's true. right exactly because he should be living Who knows? maybe season one or episode one is him in connecticut yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe. and then uh, the mob comes and murders his whole family and the rest of it is whoa him uh <laughs> doing the taken the punisher <laughs> yeah yes could be dope um i'm I mean, as much as criticism as I have for the runtime, I'm I am very happy with the choice that they made to give Darlene at least some time to show her ascension and um, that final conversation she has, where she's like, "You were playing the pimp." Oh, great conversation! Um, yeah, and now you you never should have let me mm-hmm. see you act because now I know who you are and mm-hmm. I know that you're just yeah. playing a part for. And, and then she explains that you're just playing a part for the girl. You're playing the part yeah. of the pimp. It was just this great moment that it really solidified my criticism of the whole mm-hmm. beginning of the season, not spending enough time with her, because yeah. that's what she gives you. That yeah. really grounded performance that, um, yeah, what's her name, that went to L.A. Does Lori. Lori doesn't have that. Mm, Lori yeah. does not have what Darlene has, and yeah. that's really special. Yeah. Yeah, there is kind of a world weariness to Darlene. Mm-hmm. Her just having seen some shit and uh, the... Um, just the the realness with which she delivered those lines, like it is, it's it's an expository line in a sense. Like many other characters could have delivered that, and it wouldn't have resonated in the same way. Yeah, and um, it's it's this intangible thing where it's is it because she's going to college? Is it because she has her own yeah. job now? Is it because she told the truth to her boyfriend, and her boyfriend still wants her? Good moment. Is it yeah. because she's reading all these books? Yeah, where is she getting this sense of humanity from that she's conveying on the screen? And it's yeah. just some performers have it, some don't. Yeah. Nothing against a performer that doesn't have it. They just don't have it. And Darlene yeah. has it. Yeah. Um, it's hard to know uh, where her 
role is going to go in season three. Oh, she's gone. She's written out. She's done. Think she's done. In a way, it it is sort of a completion of her arc. If she comes back, then I'll be I'll be sad. Yeah. And maybe that's a good narrative choice. Yeah. But if she were to come back, it would be under very negative circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Unless. They just wanted to wanted to give us the satisfaction of seeing what it looks like for a person to have been in this world and to fully get out of it. Yes. Um, yeah, that would mind. that would be nice. I wouldn't <laughs> mind an opening. Yeah. Right. But then I don't want to spend the rest of the season with her. Like I, I, yeah. I want to be. Yeah. In the I don't green. know. If, yeah. I don't know if we could spend a whole season with her in college. Yeah. But yeah, because <laughs> to me, this show is grime. Yeah. So if she's in the show, then she's in the grime, and I don't yeah. want to see her in the yeah. grime. But if, say, she goes to school, decides she wants to really make a difference and become a community leader or a cop, and she becomes the partner of the African-American cop. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great way to bring her back in. But I, I just, that feels a little bit tangential and fake. I so agree. I, I'd Might maybe just routine. say, yeah. have her, maybe she's on the, on the corner there taking the bus with her yeah. bags. Yeah. Maybe she's... Um, running a business across the way from the deuce yeah but don't have her in the grit yeah with how god how good that conversation was it might be just right to tie it up there mm. yeah. and i'd like to see her in the chai they can write her into the chai. there you go <laughs> move on um I, I guess final thoughts on the show um i think i'm still higher four and a half um not really i still uh really enjoyed it despite uh some of those quibbles that we've talked about um few quibbles we didn't mention is what's going on with the um i, I, I guess happening as far as the the gay sub conversation of the show mm, yeah with selling or selling yeah selling the restaurant to the mob so that he can get money when he didn't want the mob to be involved in the first place to start plays which aren't going to make any money um the i think the last conversation we have with the guy who's trying to reform the state or the the city is him confront or the man he just slept with asks him oh something derogatory about his family he Mm, goes no i'm just a man with the family who likes to have sex with men um so i i'm just not quite getting as much out of this arc as i thought i was going to get as far as the the gay subtext like i thought we were going to really get into the beginning of the aids conversation yeah i did too or um establish something else about the business community and and maybe what they're able to do to try to defend themselves from a fiscal standpoint yeah yeah um and it like there's a lot of open threads that never cohesed together um i I think there was another thing with um jewish shell corporations yeah Yeah, i remember that um what was it the uh parlors right the parlors yeah 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 i was yeah that's how looking for the keyword yeah so there's just uh there's a lot of open threads when the show ends that i don't feel good about yeah but i love maggie love james like the red hot um stuff that we see yeah um darlene method man great stuff and sayonara to method man and darlene hopefully until next season until next season should we record another episode let's do it
Mexico. I'm coming with you. That was brilliant.